welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast. I'm your host, Ashling Daly, and this episode is a solo episode in which I share my personal growth journey, which I believe began in 2011 in Sydney, Australia. So in this episode, I kind of take you through the journey that I believe started then and bring you right up to the present day. But I do believe my growth journey will be ongoing for the duration of my life. It's a never ending journey and it's a wonderful journey. So I share different things, different um, points along the way that I would consider quite significant. As I mentioned, 2011 was a significant year. Attending a talk by Dr. John Demartini in Sydney, Australia was kind of the catalyst for my growth journey. And then I move on to 2018 and starting to address binge eating and the issues around that um, and focusing on kind of the external kind of transformation and then moving into more of the internal transformation and um, really tuning inward and um, going on a journey of self-compassion and self-love and self-acceptance through this coaching course that I've been doing. So I just qualified uh, with a personal and business coaching diploma with the Irish Life Coach Institute. So I am now ready and available to start working with coaching clients one-to-one. So if any of you are interested, if you're listening, check out my website, it's thriveforlife.ie and you can find out more information about working one-to-one with me for coaching sessions. I'll also just make a quick announcement now about an upcoming workshop that I'm running online. So the workshop is a goal setting and vision boarding workshop and it takes place on the 27th of June, Saturday the 27th of June. Tickets are available on Eventbrite if you search Thrive for Life Goal Setting and Vision Boarding Workshop or if you look up my Instagram page you'll find a link for tickets there and that course it's a workshop that runs from 9am to 1pm on Saturday the 27th of June with the option to join back in at 5pm to present your vision board and to share your goals and your dreams with a group of like-minded individuals in a safe space and that workshop will be taking place through Zoom and I'm really really excited about that. Tickets are 45 euro and they include a free 20 minute um, follow-up consultation call to chat more about moving towards your goals and your dreams. So just a little plug about my first workshop there and tickets are limited so be sure to book if you are on the fence about it, make your decision quickly and yeah i really hope you enjoyed this episode so it's about 35 40 minutes long and um it just touches on i suppose the different points along the way on my growth journey which is continuing and will be ongoing for the rest of my life um so i hope you enjoyed this episode So my personal growth journey began probably in 2011 in Australia, but I'll go back before that and talk a little bit about my teenage years and my early 20s. So in my teenage years, I probably started putting on a bit of weight when I was about 15, 14, 15, and I joined Weight Watchers. I lost quite a lot of weight quite quickly and developed an unhealthy relationship with food. And my self-esteem at that point wasn't great even after losing all of the weight. And I actually speak a lot about this in episode one of this podcast. 
So if you want to hear more about that and my relationship with food and body image, you can go back and listen to episode one because I won't go into loads of detail about it now, but I, I will just talk about it a small bit. So after losing a lot of weight, um, I lost about three and a half stone in, I'd say it was about six months and I was in fifth year, transition year, fifth year of school and it was only after losing all of that weight that I started binge eating. I think it was because I started restricting. I wasn't properly following the Weight Watchers prescribed diet, I guess. I was under eating. I was eating less than I should have been eating. And I started binge eating because of the restriction. That's what I believe. And then binge eating became a tool for me to deal with uncomfortable emotions later on. So it's my belief that my binge eating issue started as a result of restricting on a strict diet and kind of adopting that mindset of food being good or bad and then panicking when I ate something I considered bad or something that was high points on the Weight Watchers um, model. And then that led to binge eating, which was quite a problem for me from probably about the age of 17 until until recently, I suppose. Um, it's still something I manage. Um, so, yeah, that was when I was about 17 that that started. And I guess my self-esteem, actually, after losing all of the weight, I thought that I would have felt amazing, but I always felt fat even though I had lost a lot of weight and I was extremely lean I still always felt like I was fat and not good enough and I was really obsessed with my body image and my appearance and I was really miserable and that was kind of my late teens and my early 20s um, I also struggled a lot with social anxiety and blushing um, being in large crowds, I know if I went into a room where there were a lot of people, I'd always want to be near the window f for air or be near a door to be able to exit quickly if I went bright red for no reason and didn't know how to explain myself. Um, so they were the things that I struggled with in my teens and my early 20s. And then it was back in 2011, I was 25 at the time, that myself and Andy, he was then my boyfriend, now my husband, we went traveling to Australia together. And while we were there, we stayed with Andy's sister and her husband. Um, they got married while we were over there actually. And uh, Pearl and Adam, and Pearl had a really huge influence on me. So we stayed with Pearl and Adam and Pearl shared all of her vision boards with me, showed me all of the things that she was into and she was an executive coach and a talent manager and her mindset was fascinating and I just loved her her outlook and her perspective on life and she brought us along to a talk by Dr John Martini, and I would say that that particular event was a real catalyst for my growth journey. I would pinpoint that as being really, really significant and being really the start of my growth journey and the start of my personal development journey. So at this um, seminar in Sydney with Dr. John Martini, he spoke a lot about values. And up until that point in my life, I'd never really even thought about values or why they're important or, or why I should care about knowing what my values are. And 
it was the first time I ever really stopped and thought about what my values were. I guess I never felt like I was important enough to need to know what was important to me. And the, the impact of me considering my values was huge because I had started doing the dip for secondary teaching. I, I started the course to do secondary teaching after finishing my arts degree when I was 21. And I dropped out of teaching at that time because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was following like a sheep, what everyone else in arts was doing. Um, I never knew in school what I wanted to do after school. So I chose to do an arts degree in English and geography because I liked those subjects. And then because everyone else was choosing to apply for teaching, I just did the exact same without even thinking about it. And I was quite young and probably a bit immature and had no confidence in myself. So going into a classroom, you're not going to last very long um, being like that. So I dropped out of teaching after about six weeks in Dublin. And after that, I, I know I'm rambling off, but I'll bring it back to the values now in a moment. So after the um, after dropping out of teaching, I then worked in Keynes Jewelers in Cork for a year. Did I loved working there. I did um, a geography master's, worked in Keynes for another year. And then eventually we decided to go to Australia for a year. And I suppose up until that point in my life, up until I went to Australia, I was a bit lost. I never really knew what I wanted to do. I was quite envious of friends that knew in school exactly what they wanted to do because it was always really hard to get motivated to study in school or even in college when I didn't really know what I was studying for. I didn't know what the end goal was. What was I going to become? So when I was doing the arts degree, I was going to be qualified with an arts degree. It's not a teacher or a doctor or a nurse, you know. Um, when I did the geography master's, I chose to do that because I was really interested in, in the topic. It was about coastal management. But again, I wasn't qualified as anything. So I always kind of felt a little bit lost and didn't really know where I was going, what, what I was doing. And then attending this seminar and tuning into what's important to me was really eye-opening. And I discovered that education and leadership um, helping other people these were all things that I did value and I realized that actually I did want to become a teacher and I applied for teaching and I went into teaching when I came back um, from Australia I went straight into teaching did my dip year and it was the first time in my life that I'd ever got full marks in anything I got a first class honours in my teaching degree teaching qualification um, and I was so motivated from within. I've never worked so hard in my life for something without any push from anyone. Um, it was all coming from within because what I was doing was really aligned with my values. And that's that was such an eye opener for me that when you are doing something, whether it's work or a hobby or a passion, if it's aligned with what's important to you, with your values, then you don't need any external motivation all of the motivation comes from within you and you don't need anyone telling you to put in a bit more effort. You are intrinsically motivated to work towards it. So having an understanding of my values was really eye-opening. The other thing that that seminar gave me was an understanding of the importance of our thoughts 
our thoughts create our reality um, and the way that we speak to ourselves. That was another huge learning for me from that seminar. I had never really thought about the fact that my thoughts could create my reality because your thoughts impact on how you feel and it impacts on the actions that you take and that impacts on the results that you get in whatever walk of life or whatever area of your life. So the two big learnings for me from that one seminar, number one, the importance of understanding your values when you're setting any goals for yourself. And number two, the power of our thoughts and the power that our thoughts have over the outcomes that we have in our lives or the choices that we make or the things that we do, the actions that we take. So that was a really significant day for me. And Pearl, if you're listening, a big thank you for bringing us along and thank you for sharing your vision board with us and letting us see it and inspiring me. Um, Pearl is a big inspiration of mine. And yeah, so that was, I suppose, the beginning of my personal growth journey. And um, after that, I suppose, I still struggled with social anxiety for another couple of years. Thankfully, I don't struggle with that anymore. And I'll talk a bit more about what has helped me, I think. Um, Going on from that then, so I've been teaching away and really enjoying teaching. And then in 2017 or 2018, I that was the year that I decided that I wasn't going to diet anymore. Yes, this is the next kind of year. So 2011, then 2018 is kind of the next stage of my personal growth journey. So I suppose all of my life since Weight Watchers when I was 16 or 17, I struggled with binge eating, so my weight was always yo-yoing. I was either restricting and following a very strict diet. I, I tried them all um, and that was working for me for periods of time and I might have lost weight and then I'd go through phases of binge eating heavily and I'd be putting on weight. So my weight was always up and down and Andy proposed to me in on Christmas Eve 2016 and we were getting married then in July of 2018. So at the beginning of 2018, I decided that I had had enough with trying diets, that I still needed to lose a bit of weight to fit into my wedding dress because I had bought it, uh, but I was through with dieting and didn't want to diet anymore. Uh, so I decided to take just a really practical, simple approach And that was just eating like three main meals a day, two or three snacks and working out three times a week, getting my walks in. And I suppose I had a big motivation in getting into the dress and the wedding and all of that. So I found it easy to kind of stick to that. Looking back now, it was kind of a form of restriction because I didn't allow myself to have any sweets or chocolate or things like that because I didn't trust myself to not binge if I ate those types of food. The types of food that I would have would have previously seen as bad. I'm using inverted commas with my fingers here. Um, so I I went through, I suppose, the whole of 2018 without binge eating, but I didn't eat any chocolate or sweets because I still had that fear around not being able to control myself around those foods. Uh, but my relationship with food did improve. Um, I got quite fit, I got quite lean, and I got really interested in 
exercise and nutrition. So I decided that I wanted to do a personal training course because I love helping people. And it was another way, a sideline thing that I could do that could help other people. And I did a, a nutrition course as well. And it was around this time when I was doing that, I would have always thought before, I would never really have thought about doing a PT course, a personal training course, because I would have thought, who am I to be a personal trainer? I'm not the fittest. I'm not the leanest. I didn't think I quite looked the part. And it was in 2018 that I started really looking at my inner dialogue. So the values back in 2011 was like a really important thing for me and the power of thought. And then 2018, I really started to look at my inner dialogue, the way that I was speaking to myself. And a book that had a really big impact on me back in 2018, <clears throat> it was called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And she had really practical tools and tips for looking at your inner dialogue and the way you speak to yourself and turning negative stories that you tell yourself into more positive affirmations. And I loved how she kind of broke it down. So she was kind of saying how when you tell yourself that I'm not good enough or whatever your limiting story is or your limiting belief, there's a false benefit in that because it allows you to not do things or not even try things. So it allows you to, to maybe be lazy or it allows you to not make any effort by repeating those stories. So she got me, or she got me through her book, she got the reader, me in this case, to write out all of the limiting beliefs or the stories that you tell yourself that are holding you back, the negative stories. And she got you then to write out the, the false benefits that come with it so that you could really see how telling yourself this story was really disempowering yourself. And then she got you to come up with more positive affirmations around that topic that could help you or support you and to write those in places that you can and leave them in places you can see like on post-it notes or on your mirror and that was a really powerful tool that I used uh, when I was training to become a personal trainer and it helped me to embody the role of a personal trainer before I even became one so when I became one it didn't feel like oh my god I didn't have that imposter syndrome when I started personal training I felt like I was a personal trainer and I I trained clients for a few months not for very long and I really enjoyed it but on top of teaching um, I found it too much because I was traveling up and down 20 miles to the gym that I was training clients in and uh, yeah so the addressing your inner dialogue and really looking at the stories that you're telling yourself that was a really big deal for me back in 2018 and I suppose my journey in 2018 it was all well it wasn't all based on the external but I, I started addressing things that had to do with my appearance and my image my relationship with food the exercise I got a lot leaner than I had been um, I got fitter than I'd been and I I suppose I did address the inner dialogue part but I was still I was still kind of missing a lot of inner peace. I was very busy. I was constantly on the go and I was probably close to burnout a lot of the time. And that's kind of the next part of my journey was really delving into the inner world. So I suppose then 2019, 2020 have been 
the couple of years where I've been working on this coaching course. So back in, I'll go back to February or March maybe of 2019 and I was out walking one evening and I decided in my head, even though I didn't know a whole lot about coaching, I decided in my head that I wanted to invest in a coach because I was at a point where I'd done the PT and nutrition, wasn't really using them, knew there was something else. Like I loved working with clients for PT and nutrition, but I knew there was something else that it wasn't quite fulfilling me or my need. I knew that there was something in the whole mindset part. Like I loved working with PT clients and nutrition clients around the mindset part that really lit me up like looking at that and addressing that the, you know adopting a growth mindset and um, looking at the inner dialogue and all of that so while I was out for a walk one evening in March it was probably March 2019 I decided in my head that when I get home I'm going to search online to find a coach to work with because I want to be coached so that I can get some clarity around the next thing that I want to try. I, I love learning so I knew there was something else I wanted to do and I wasn't quite sure what it was. So got home from my walk and uh, looked at my phone and I had a message in my inbox on Instagram from a woman called Rachel Smith who I had messaged back and forth a couple of times on Instagram about different things uh, but she was letting me know that she was a coach and that she was offering free 20 minute sessions because it was International Coaching Week. Maybe I saw that somewhere and at a subconscious level that had me thinking about coaching, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I asked and the universe delivered. So on my walk, I decided when I go home, I'm gonna look for a coach, got home and there was a message in my inbox. So of course I said, yes, I will take you up on that offer of a free 20 minute session and told her what had happened. So. It was a relationship that was supposed to be, I guess. So I had my first session with Rachel. And I think even in the first session, I kind of got a bit curious about coaching and I loved the process. What I especially loved about coaching was that it's not advising. So as the client, I felt very empowered even after that one one hour session that I had with her when I booked in for my first uh, one hour session. So coaching is based on the premise that the client has all of the answers and the information within them already. So it's really empowering. It's not advising. It's about the coach tuning into the client's world and asking the right questions to create new awareness or to draw out the information that might be untapped because of blockages that people might have, etc. So it's extremely empowering and I loved the process of coaching. I loved being the client. So we chatted a little, little bit about the possibility of me looking into coaching courses and that. And as it happened, I was doing the Dr. John Martini Breakthrough Experience in May. And that was another incredible experience. And did that in May in Dublin in the Gresham Hotel. And then from doing the Breakthrough Experience, I got extremely clear on what I wanted and I wanted to do coaching. I saw myself as a personal empowerment coach. And so I continued coaching with Rachel and getting very clear on what I wanted to, to create or where I wanted to go with it. So I immediately signed up for the coaching course. It's a personal 
and business coaching diploma with the Irish Life Coach Institute. Signed up for that and started in October. And it was one weekend a month from October to May. I'm actually recording this now. It's Sunday the 24th of May when I'm recording this and I just qualified this weekend. I will be getting my certificate tomorrow. We were supposed to be graduating up in Port Leash this weekend. But due to COVID, that's not happening. It will hopefully be happening at the end of August. But I am officially qualified now. So the coaching thing all happened quite quickly and the decision around that. But I think doing the personal training and the nutrition coaching, it was all helping me to discern what it was that I really wanted or what I was interested in because chatting to clients or chatting to PT clients or nutrition coaching clients about mindset was what really, really lit me up and helping them to feel empowered around their thoughts and their inner dialogue that really lit me up so did the coaching course and wow it was some journey if anyone is contemplating doing a coaching course I would highly recommend it and so as I said it was one weekend a month and on the Saturday it was kind of theory and discussion and questions and answers and and then on the Sunday it was all practical skills hands-on coaching we did lots of peer coaching skills assessing and um, observing each other coaching so it really sets you up to feel confident as a coach once you qualify um, so the coaching course brought me on a big journey myself um, I suppose you receive a lot of coaching from your peers through peer coaching so you do a lot of exploring of your own stuff and during the year as well I also did lots of other therapies and coaching work I suppose you just you want to heal everything within yourself because in order to be able to help coaching clients go there to the difficult and comfortable emotions and hold space for them you need to be able to do that with yourself because you can only bring a client as far as you're willing to go yourself so over that course of October to May I started doing cognitive behavioural therapy sessions because binge eating had become a bit of an issue for me again um, when I started to reintroduce chocolate and sweets and things like that in 2019 after being kind of restrictive in 2018. So I started doing CBT that was really helpful to me because it helped me to really understand what was triggering binge eating for me because I didn't really quite understand it. I always thought it had to do with like body image and being restrictive and I wasn't being very restrictive. I felt happy enough in my body so I couldn't really understand why binge eating had come back again as a bit of an issue for me and CBT did help me to get an awareness of what was triggering it for me and it was definitely when I was feeling overwhelmed or stressed so it was difficult emotions I was using food and I was binge eating as a way of numbing uncomfortable emotions so that was quite eye-opening for me and that was something I discovered um, through cognitive behavioural therapy sessions. Uh, I continued coaching with Rachel. I still go to Rachel once a month. We do an online video call together, coaching session, and that's something I will continue doing. I think as a coach, it's important that I'm engaging in coaching a coaching process myself and being coached. I also started working um, with Elaine Doyle over the last couple of months who is also a life coach um, and a therapist uh, 
psychotherapist so she's been also working with me around the whole area of feeling my feelings so um I discovered from doing CBT that it was the emotions difficult emotions that was that's what was causing me to numb with food so Elaine was kind of further helping me with that and really delving into allowing myself to cry and allowing myself to laugh I kind of numb out with food with scrolling online shopping online busyness these are all things that I've used over the course of my life to avoid and distract from feeling uncomfortable emotions and the issue with that is if you numb out from difficult emotions you're also numbing out from the wonderful emotions of joy and happiness because you can't selectively numb emotions so it's kind of like going around it's it's not that my life is that bad but I haven't hadn't been allowing myself to feel feelings properly and I would very rarely cry whereas lately now that's something that I'm doing a little bit more of so that's been another part of my growth journey is allowing myself to feel feelings and the other thing I suppose the other area that I've really been working on throughout this coaching course is letting go of the fear or the worry or the care about what other people think of me that's something that really came up a lot in coaching sessions for me was being the way I'm perceived I I probably care too deeply about what other think other people think of me and as a result I can be very harsh on myself and have really high expectations of myself and put myself under pressure to look a certain way to act a certain way to be a certain way so this journey for me the coaching course really brought me on a journey of self-compassion self-love and self-acceptance in my last coaching session with Rachel Smith that's what came up for me that I really started to see how my journey over this past year has really been all around self-compassion self-love and self-acceptance and it's been so powerful because the amount of inner peace that I feel as a result it's incredible um, and I suppose there are lots of things that have helped me develop this self-compassion and self-acceptance it's been a process over a long time I guess um, but there are things that have helped me like doing meditation um, grounding things grounding techniques like meditation walks in nature these things that kind of ground me and help me to tune into my own world my inner guidance system rather than being so caught up and concerned with the external what's going on all around me who's doing what what's she wearing what's she doing who's she hanging out with where is she going you know the comparing that we do on social media in particular is it can be really detrimental and it can have a really negative impact on our mental health and on our sense of peace and our well <clears throat> our well-being <clears throat> excuse me my voice is going there um so yeah these things these i suppose self-care tools my little self-care toolkit of things like meditation using my oracle cards journaling walks in nature all of these things that kind of help me to go inward and tune in to what's going on within me 
And I guess like the work with Ra- Rachel, my coach, the work with Elaine Doyle, Elaine has really helped me a lot um, with feeling my feelings. And again, it's about tuning in to what's going on inside of me, as opposed to being so caught up in everyone else's world and everyone else's business. It's been really about tuning into myself and knowing that I'm always safe and I'm always okay because I always have that inner guidance system to tap into if I'm willing to tap into it if I'm willing to take time out to be quiet to be still to tune inward and that has been really powerful for me and the other thing I suppose that has really helped me to feel a lot more calm and a lot more presence and more mindful in the way I'm living and being is the process of coaching so Training as a coach, in a coaching session, you have to be 100% fully present in order to help that client. Because coaching, as I said, is about tuning into the client's world and asking the right questions and listening attentively and picking up on cues, picking up on things they're saying, picking up on their body language. So if your head goes off to your own thoughts or your own world or your own worries or what you have to make for dinner tomorrow or whatever... As a coach, if you go off into your own mind and your own world, you will lose the client. You won't be able to track the client. So the practice of coaching forces you to be really, really present. And that presence has trickled into the rest of my life. And as a result, I started to enjoy teaching even more so because I'm as a teacher, sometimes it's easy to be thinking in secondary teaching anyway, you have different classes over the course of the day. You might have eight classes in a row. So sometimes your head is going into the next class and am I prepared for that? Do I have the worksheets for that? And did I photocopy that for the class at 10 past three today? And sometimes you forget to be actually fully present with the group you have in front of you and engaging with them. So the presence, the practice of being mindful and being present in a coaching session started to filter into the rest of my life and I could feel myself enjoying teaching even more than I did before because I felt fully present and engaged in the classroom and really enjoying interactions with the students and what was going on in front of me in the moment as opposed to getting anxious about what class I have next and do I need to rearrange the room and x y and z so it helped me to enjoy teaching more in terms of my relationships. It has been incredibly powerful, the, the presence that I feel when I'm with friends, with family. I'm much better able to be present in the conversation and not be stressing about something that I've on tomorrow or being wandering off in my mind when I'm talking to someone. I find it a lot easier now to be more present and engaged fully in a conversation with someone and to just enjoy sitting with someone chatting with someone I enjoy it a lot more now than I used to because I used to get anxious and be thinking about the future running off in my head and thinking about other things so becoming a coach and training as a coach has fulfilled me in lots of ways so As I mentioned, some of my top values are teaching, leadership 
um, helping other people and coaching helps me to help other people so it's really aligned with what I value and it's also helped me to be a lot more present and a lot more mindful and have that presence I suppose in my day-to-day life as well as in a coaching session. So that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. I don't know if I jumped all over the place with it. But I guess to kind of sum up 2011, going to that talk by Dr. John Martini, learning about values, the importance of understanding your values, um, learning about the power of our thinking and the power of our thoughts. And then in 2017 or 18, really addressing the inner dialogue, the way I was speaking to myself. And then 2018, I suppose, as well, doing things that I didn't think or didn't have the faith or the belief in myself to do ever before training to become a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And then 2019, starting coaching with Rachel Smith and then starting or doing the breakthrough experience with Dr. John Martini in Dublin and then starting the coaching course, doing CBT, doing more therapy. It's been a long journey, I guess. Um, and it's a journey that's going to be never ending. Like Andy's always like, is this your last course now? And I'm like, never. But I always say, oh, yeah, yeah, it is for now. I mutter under my breath. Um, I just have a real passion for learning. I love learning. And I have already signed up to do um, another extra course for coaching in addiction coaching because it addresses things like overeating um which I would love to help clients with as well um so yeah that's kind of my journey in a nutshell so values uh power of thought inner dialogue and the way we speak to ourselves and then my journey of self-compassion and self-love and self-acceptance and tuning in to what's going on within me as, as opposed to being really concerned with the external world and what everyone else is doing or what other people think of me kind of letting go of that um, and I'm so happy that I did this coaching course it's been a really positive influence on my life personally and I love that I can now help other people to feel empowered because coaching it's present future focused and it is based on the premise that the client has everything they need within them already to be do or have whatever it is that they want and it's about tapping into that the client has all of the answers within them so it's not me saying well I did this and you should do that it's it's all about truly empowering the client because all of the answers all of the solutions all of the actions they come up with come from within them and therefore it's authentic it's real it's aligned with what's important to them it's the best way forward for them so coaching is extremely empowering and that's why I love it and I cannot wait to start working with clients and finally just to come back to social anxiety because I know I mentioned that I would come back and talk a little bit more about that and what I feel helped me to overcome that um I would say it was probably in my mid-20s mid to late 20s when I kind of reached a point where I realized that I was avoiding situations and circumstances and opportunities out of this fear of blushing, uh, this fear of going red and not being able to explain myself or not being able to get out of the room fast enough. And 
I realised, you know, you get one shot at life. Are you going to actually let red cheeks stop you from doing things that you want to do in your life and taking opportunities and experiences that are available to you? So what I decided was to just allow myself to go red. Like, you know, go into situations and just think beforehand that yep there's a very strong chance that I will be blushing and my cheeks will be purple when I go into this thing and that's just the way it is and I'm going to do it and confront the fear and I started doing that and just saying you know what who cares I'm going to go red and just kind of telling myself beforehand that it was okay for me to blush and it was okay for me to go red and I didn't have to explain myself to anyone and the more I just started stepping into that fear the less of an issue it, it became. So I think it kind of came with age, probably came with growing confidence too. I think, you know, all those steps along the way, understanding my values, doing something that was aligned with my values, like teaching, signing up to do teaching, doing my teaching course, qualifying as a teacher, all of these things kind of built up my confidence so that the social anxiety was probably starting to slip away a bit anyway. But I think a big thing for me was just saying, just say yes to this experience, to this opportunity, even if you feel you may be purple and bright red going into it and just get on with it and just do it and allow yourself to be red. And I think that was a game changer for me, was just letting myself go into these experiences and allowing myself to be red. And it sounds kind of mad and it's probably sounds silly, to anyone who doesn't have experience of social anxiety and blushing but it was such a huge problem for me and it really held me back in situations and even like in terms of like college friendships and things like that I found it hard to form friendships because I was always like trying to get away if I started blushing I'd be trying to escape so it was it kind of consumed my thinking this whole blushing thing so it was very hard to even be fully present and engaged in a conversation with someone um, so yeah, I think facing the fear and just keep on pushing yourself and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. They're the kind of things that have helped me with my social anxiety and thankfully it's not an issue for me now and definitely the coaching course and the presence that I feel, um, the more mindful living, the being in the present moment, that has all really, really helped as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, Ashling Daly. If you're still listening, thank you so much um, for listening to all of my ramblings. I find the solo episodes a little bit strange. It's much easier if someone's asking me questions or if I'm asking someone questions. I kind of feel like I can ramble a little bit. So if you're still listening, thank you very much. And if you did enjoy this episode and you have a bit of time and you're feeling a bit generous with your time, you might also leave a rating or review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or hit subscribe so that you don't miss a future episode. And as I mentioned at the beginning, tickets for the goal setting and vision boarding workshop are available on Eventbrite for 45 euro. And that workshop takes place online on Zoom on Saturday, the 27th of June. So you can just search for Thrive for Life goal setting and vision boarding workshop on Eventbrite. Until next time, take care.